0: So we're going to talk now about the Course in Miracles and I'm going to explain the main difference between what the Course calls the ego thought system on the left and the Holy Spirit thought system on the right here. So the ego thought system is where we're all stuck. It starts with the belief that we separated from God by taking a body. Or at some point in our incarnation we decided that we must be separate from God. Okay, and then that led to guilt. So I told you guilt demands punishment, so then after guilt we're going to have fear. Fear of punishment. This is going to lead to pain, emotional and physical. That's going to make us angry. Then we're going to start suffering. Then we're going to get sick, then we're going to start aging, and then we're going to die. So the Course says, death is a result of a thought called the ego. And if you stay over here, you're going to have to keep dying and reincarnating and dying and reincarnating until you wake up. So we can also say that this is a collection of all your negative thoughts that keep you from remembering you're one with God. And the ego is an addiction. We're addicted to it. We're addicted to conflict. And this is all about conflict, the whole thing. And because people don't clear this, that's why they're fighting in a relationship, or creating wars, etc., etc. Okay. Well, this is not your true reality. This is not how God created you. So your true reality is over here, And the Course calls it the Holy Spirit's thought system. It's not true that you're separate from God. It's not possible. God is omnipresent and we are one with God. So, if you're one with God, then you're innocent. And if you're innocent, you can have total love, you can relax, you can have peace, you can have joy, then you can have perfect health, Then you can even have longevity and live as long as you choose if you're over here. Okay? So, we used to define enlightenment at the beginning of rebirthing by saying you're enlightened if you understand your thoughts create your results. Well, that's true, but that's a limited definition of enlightenment. The Course would say you are enlightened when you replace this with this. Okay? So, that's what we're trying to do in this training. That's what we're trying to do with breath work. We're trying to breathe out this over here and remember that this is our true reality. I think this chart is very helpful in understanding the course. It makes it easier to understand the course. So the course is always about removing this over here and getting back to this. And this is who you really are. This is how God created you. So your personal lie is over here. Your personal lie is the biggest part of your ego. You're saying, well, I'm not God. I'm not one with God. I'm bad. I'm not one with God. I'm weak. I'm not one with God. (laughs) You know, I'm a killer. Whatever your personal lie is, it's over in the ego self-system. And you must remember that this is your true reality. This is where the joy is. This is where the happiness is, the love, peace, and longevity. Okay, so The Course in Miracles is here to help you get enlightened. And I always say it's the most important book in 2,000 years. And people kind of are astonished when I say that, but thats I really believe that it's the most important book in 2,000 years. And so... If you read it, you'll get enlightened. Now the problem is people, they don't take the time to read it or study it, so they're missing out. If you read it, you're going to get enlightened faster. Even if you don't understand the text, you should read it because it's all in Christ consciousness. Okay? Okay? Now, the workbook is, if you're new to the Course, you should start with the workbook, which is in the middle. The reason it's in the middle is because the text came through first, through this woman. And she started having visions of Jesus and hearing a voice. And uh, she was a psychotherapist. She was a therapist. (laughs) So she was kind of shocked that she was hearing a voice. And then Jesus appeared to her and told her to write this down. And her name was Helen Shipman. She didn't really want to do it. She said to Jesus, why don't you just get a nun to do this? (laughs) Why me? And he said, no, no, a a nun would go into rapture, and they would (laughs) get all emotional. Because you're a therapist, you're the one I need because you understand the language of modern times. And so she took it down, what she heard every day in the morning, but she went to work every day. So it took her six years to take all this down, okay? And we say, read it even if you don't understand the text, you read it a little bit each day because it'll put you in Christ consciousness. Now, it'll put you in a new dimension. Now, what are the dimensions? Well, the third dimension is where we're stuck, and the third dimension always leads to death. If you want to know what the third dimension is, just watch a lot of TV. You know It's all about violence, anger, conflict, you know, worry. And uh, so be careful not to watch too much TV. And um, if you stay in the third dimension, just die and reincarnate over and over. The fourth dimension is where we've been kind of in the new age, trying new things, forgiveness. At least we have self-love. You know? But the answers are still not there. You have to go to the fifth dimension. And the fifth dimension is Christ consciousness. When you go in the fifth dimension, you also get a higher, higher frequency and you can actually become ageless. You know? But if you stay in the third dimension, you're going to start aging rapidly and getting sick like everybody else. So we're trying to get everybody (laughs) to read the Course. Even if you don't understand the text, read a few paragraphs every day. But the lesson is to start one lesson a day. It's, if you're um, living with someone, you can read it out loud to each other, like we do. But even if you're living alone, you can just read it out loud. I like to read it out loud, because it's so it's so beautiful. So the way I got The Course in Miracles is amazing. Um, at the beginning of rebirthing, we're talking about the 70s, Somebody one of my friends, acquaintances, mailed me a brown envelope, Sandra Ray, three hundred one Lion Street, And I opened it up and it was a Xerox copy of the first chapter of the text of the Course in Miracles. And that the the name of that chapter is the meaning of miracles. And he wrote and read, Sandra, read this immediately. So can you imagine <coughs> how lucky I was? Otherwise I might have delayed or not even heard of the books. So I'm always so grateful that that guy sent that to me and that I started the books in the 70s. You know, And it's a lifelong spiritual path. Every time you do it, you get more out of it. And we've been doing it for years, and I say, oh, my God, I don't remember this lesson at all. <laughs> Every year you get deeper and deeper into it. So um, I hope and pray that you guys will take advantage of the Course in Miracles being here. It's not a religion, it's a correction of religion, okay? And Jesus is correcting the mistakes of Christianity. The reason it's Christian in tone is because Christianity has to be corrected first because it's a major influence on the whole planet. And there's so many mistakes in Christianity, like telling you you're a sinner, (laughs) then the belief in hell... And you know, the course of Miracles says there is no sin. There is no sin because there is no separation. Okay, the ego is going to tell you you're a sinner, you're guilty, you separated. you, You know, you have to suffer. And you know, Jesus is saying that's not true at all. And he also corrects the meaning of the crucifixion. You know, people think in Christianity that Jesus died for your sins. Well, that's going to make you feel guilty that an innocent person had to die for you. It's going to make you feel more guilty. He said, no, that's not the purpose of the crucifixion. I, chose, I totally chose to go through that. I'm not a victim. I did that to prove I'm not a victim. I did that to prove I'm not a victim of even death. And then I could rise even beyond that. So, um... And I also chose that because I sh- showed that I could forgive anything. That's why he said on the cross, I forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. So he even explains the true meaning of the crucifixion in there. And uh, as Marcus will tell you, it's really Jesus talking to you. It, and you know, that's what's such a miracle about it. It's direct communication with Jesus. And Marcus had, will tell you he has studied with a teacher for a. How many years was it?
1: <laughs> 17.
0: 17 years he had a teacher um, of the Course in Miracles. So uh, we're going to let him talk about it now, and he can make it easier for you to understand.
1: All right. Well, you don't have to take notes, because I'm recording this, and I'll give it to Geert, and he can send it to you. I prefer you didn't take notes, because then you're more attentive. So the paradigm of joy is what The Course in Miracles is. It says, God's will for me is perfect happiness. So did we ever think of what perfect happiness would look like? Um, God's will for us is heaven on earth. That would be a state free of all conflict. Free of all problems, free of all uh, anger, fear, guilt, <laughs> the three biggies. It would be a state of perfect harmony with ourself, with creation, with our fellow humans, our mate, our partner. So Doing the Course in Miracles is leading us to that. It's leading us to our heaven state. What, what would be life in the heaven state all the time? Because the, the lesson says God's will for me is perfect happiness. It doesn't just say well, happiness some of the time. It perfect happiness is a unified state that doesn't have an opposite, that doesn't revert to sorrow, let's say. So when you're in a state of perfect happiness, you don't you don't go back. You don't revert. You don't oscillate or vacillate so a lot of us would say well yeah but that's just not possible because life is full of ups and downs and things that we have to do things we can't foresee problems that we don't know we're gonna have so how can you say life is in a state of perfect happiness Well, for most of us, that's the case, you know, we look at our life and we see, oh yeah, we had these moments where we were on top of the world, but then, you know, it kind of fell and there we were in the doldrums and so it's this kind of, you know, up and down in the crests and the valleys. But... The course would say that's that's what the ego settles for, and we have to liberate ourselves from that mindset so then we see well okay how do i how do I free myself from the ups and the downs of life. How do I stay in that state of joy all the time? It's not so easy. So this is the challenge. Basically the Course would say the world that you made up is your own personal hell. and that's not what you were created to be in. God created you to be in this heaven state, but left to your own, your own thought processes, you've created a dualistic world in which heaven and hell exist, and a lot of the time you're in hell, or you're in unhappiness, you're in a state of sorrow, you're in a state of pain, suffering, and eventually, like Sandra drew on the board there, eventually death. So we all have this kind of fear of eventual death. in the later in the teacher's manual it, it it says something like well would a benevolent god create that kind of a system would a benevolent god put you in a system where the end result is your own demise you know your own death sickness suffering then death and you're 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 done you're in yeah And then he says, well, no, a benevolent God wouldn't create that kind of a system. You made that kind of a system up. You separated, you decided you were separate from your source energy. You were out here in the universe on your own controlling your life, making up everything. And then you made up this dualistic system that has suffering, pain, conflict, war, death, you know, all that stuff. You made that up. Life did not make that up. God did not make that up. You made that up. In fact, you made that up in separation from your source energy. If you were connected to your source energy, you would see that, well, God's will for me is perfect happiness. So anything I make that's not perfect happiness is not from that source energy. That's something I made up. I projected. So when I separated from the source energy, then I dreamed up Conflict. I dreamed up guilt. I made up those things. And we're responsible for that. That's why, you know, in breathwork we look so much at this thing called a personal lie because that's the main thing you made up that is separated from your source energy. When you say, well... Uh, I'm not good enough or I'm weak, then you can't connect with perfect happiness. So you're separated from the source when you're thinking that way. You know, and it's almost impossible not to think that way because we've all been brought up in a culture in a system, in a family, in a world that thinks dualistically. Um, you know, it's got a whole history of conflict, whole history, you know, uh, war on terrorism, war on whatever, World War I, World War II. It's like you could look at the history of mankind And see that war, conflict, suffering, not just the suffering that happens in disease and natural disasters, but the suffering that we inflict on ourselves through war, through battles, economic, So all these systems we've created have conflict almost built into them. And how do we get free of that? How do we get free of the conflict into the peace? The Course in Miracles is peace. It's like the paradigm of joy it's leading us to, the paradigm of peace. Foundation for inner peace. That's the publisher, right? Foundation for inner joy or perfect happiness. So when you decide to do the Course in Miracles or be a student of the Course in Miracles, you're saying, okay, I see that I've made up my own hell and I'm... I need miracles to undo that in order to put myself in my own heaven, so to speak. So that's, that's basically what you're deciding as a student of the Course in Miracles. First you're taking responsibility for the hell you made up. Then you're studying or asking for the miracles that will liberate you from those thoughts and deeds and actions that produce your hell. And then your ultimate goal is to be in a state of peace or heaven, if you will, where you don't have this conflict going on between good and evil or, you know, opposites. So if you decide you want to do that, then Jesus is benevolent, and he says, well, okay, I'm going to take you through a set of lessons or thoughts, and if you stay with this set of lessons, and you follow it, you know, um, sequentially, you will undo the thought system that you made up that produced the hell. You will have miracles along the way. You'll have these moments of light, peace and joy that keep you going. And then eventually you will you will uh, step outside of this thought system that you made that produced hell. And you'll be in a thought system that can only result in peace and joy. And that's heaven. That's what the promise of being a student of the Course in Miracles is. Replacing your hell that you made up with the heaven that God created that you are, and that that's your inheritance, but you have to let go of this thing first before you can get over there. And you need miracles to do that, and that's why they call it A Course in Miracles. There's 365 miracles to lead you from hell to heaven. It's just that simple. And if you want that, it's offered. If you think you can do it yourself without the help and keep on doing it the way you've been doing it, probably you'll end up in the ego's thought system dead. and the, the you know nobody's not even god's going to make you wrong for doing that because you have free will and even though you quote unquote die there isn't really any death but you would have the same lessons to still do right if you're still producing conflict, suffering, and death, and you leave your body, you still have the same lessons to learn that why did you make up conflict, pain, and death in the first place, right? So you're you're not dead in the sense that your your soul goes on, your being goes on, your being is immortal, but you still would have lessons to learn. So you would probably have to reincarnate again and get another set of parents and get another set of people that you didn't forgive and do the whole number again. So today's lesson, Sandra and I did this podcast, it was a um, very powerful lesson. It says, I let forgiveness rest upon all things, for thus forgiveness will be given me. So the key miracle, let's say, or the key um, action of the Course in Miracles, as a student of the Course in Miracles, is this thing Jesus calls forgiveness, right? So forgiveness is the means by which we step outside of this hell we made up, self we made up. So we need a means to step out of that, and forgiveness is the means that the, the Divine Creator gives us through the example of the Christ consciousness, right? So, the, our Divine Creator sees our dilemma. We're stuck in hell. We're stuck in a mind that makes up suffering. How do we get out of that? Well, forgiveness is the means. Forgiveness is the means to escape the thought system we made up. (coughs) Well, why would that be? It's because, well, we see we've made mistakes. Well, what do we do with that? Blame ourselves more? Well, no. You forgive yourself. You let it go. You say, okay, even though I made a mistake, I still completely love myself and I'm gonna forgive myself for whatever that mistake was. So you see, forgiveness becomes the means to liberate yourself from the mistakes you made, or mistakes other people make. So this forgiveness is very important uh, in the Course in Miracles. So today it was saying, yeah, I let forgiveness rest on everything and that means everything, all things. It's like you can't hold one person outside of this action of forgiveness. Because if you do, then that means your forgiveness isn't complete. You have, you have someone who you don't extend it to, then your forgiveness isn't complete and the miracle can't flow because you still have a grievance or a judgment or a, an attack thought, it would say. You still hold an attack thought towards something or someone, could be yourself. And then that attack thought keeps you from peace, keeps you from the absolute, and you can't escape the hell. You, you recreate it. So these, for, these miracles are actions of forgiveness. And forgiveness is the means to escape this hell we made up. But we're not used to forgiveness. We, we don't know what it is. We, don't, we haven't practiced it. Uh, we think we know what it is but the thing we think it is is not what it is there's a lesson that says let me perceive forgiveness as it is and then in that lesson it describes what we think forgiveness is we think oh I'm good and somebody else is bad and they did something bad but because I'm so good I can let them off the hook for their discretions you know so I'm going to let them off the hook for the bad things they did and somehow balance the scale. But it says that's not really forgiveness. That's uh, You're still blaming a person. You're still in this duality of good and evil. Forgiveness really is seeing that the thought system of the ego is something we made up, and that it's not, not our true reality. We've given it reality. We have said, oh, those things are real, and we've given it reality. But it's not the higher reality. So when we see that it's not real in the sense of creation... It's something we made up and projected. It wasn't created that way. Life was not created that way. When we start seeing that, then we start to drop the ego's thought system and we start seeing the truth of the other side. You know, it's not possible for me to be separated from the life source or I wouldn't be alive. I wouldn't be here. And then, what is the nature of that life source? Well, the nature is innocence. The nature is love. You know, there's lessons in the Course that says, I am love. I am that which love created. That's my my identity. And then there are other lessons that say, well, love doesn't have grievances, love doesn't have judgments, love doesn't have conflict. You see what I mean? If love doesn't have conflict and we are love, that's our true identity, then when we have conflict, we're saying, I'm not who I am. I'm someone else. I'm, I'm a self I made up that has conflict and then that's that's a false self, that's a false identity. So part of the big work that The Course in Miracles does is to show us that there's a self we made up that is not our true self, and it's full of pain and suffering and conflict and grievances and judgments and problems and pains there's a self we made up that rendered that but that's not our true self and we have to see the falseness of it and give it up and then that action is forgiveness and then once you've let go enough of that self you made up you start seeing this other world that works in the laws of the Divine Spirit, which give you joy, (laughs) more joy. And then, well, wouldn't you want more of that? If God's will is perfect happiness for us, then wouldn't we want to be making our will one with the Creator's will to achieve the heaven state while we're here now? That would mean no war, no conflict, no pain, no suffering, no problems. It's possible. It's possible to have that. Now, you'd say, well, society is not even close to that. And how do I, how do I get that when in a society that's run amok? Well, you have to stop worrying about society and start thinking about what is it you are living? Society is just made up of a thousand Marcuses or a thousand Sandras or 2000 or a million Sandras. Now, if you want to change society, you have to change each one of those parts, right? And it starts with you. It starts with me. So if I really want to change society, that means I have to change myself first because society is just made up of a bunch of me's or a bunch of Geerts or yeah, a bunch of Susie's, a bunch of James's. So I have to change James before I can change society. So if I have a lot of grievances and judgments and attack thoughts and pains and guilts, I have to deal with that. Because if I have it, my neighbor probably has it, and then you add up a million of us and you get the society we have now. So the transformation of society has to happen on an individual basis, is what I'm trying to say. So everyone is gonna have a process. And fortunately, we have tools, like Breathwork, Course in Miracles, uh, various other enlightened systems out there right now, probably more than we ever had, that are authentic, that if we practice them, we truly can transform our life. And by transforming our life, society automatically gets better. More of us doing that, society automatically gets better. More compassionate, more sane. But it's always an action of individual transformation. It's not like, I'm going to go out and do X, Y, and Z and try to change society. No, it's you change yourself and then the others around you are affected and then if the others around you are affected you create a society of joy. I mean, just look at this room. There's there's 12 people in here. What if we all walked out of here in a state of joy? Or a state of at least knowing that we're responsible for joy, our own joy, and we're going to find what that takes to be in that and maintain that. So now you've got 12 people out in society that have decided joy is the most important thing in life. That would transform a little piece of society. And if you have 120 of us, that'll transform a little more. Sandra likes to say, nothing real can be increased except by sharing it. So it's like you have a responsibility if you had some light bulbs going off in this weekend <laughs> that you share those insights with other people. Because the more you share it, it becomes stronger in yourself. And then the more you share it, other people are affected. And then that, that work goes out in that way. That's how anything true ever transformed the world. You know, when Jesus came, he could only find 12 people that would even listen to him. And even those 12 weren't so with it all the time. But gradually, gradually, whatever he did, his message kind of expanded, right? And then now, before you know it, it's like a major force on the planet Not that organized religion got necessarily got the message, but at least that question is out there. His life had an impact on humanity, and the question of what he brought up is still out there. And it's kept even more alive by The Course in Miracles. Because he saw... The organization representing me isn't representing me correctly, so I have to come again and put it straight, but I don't even have to come in a body, I can just send my mind down, and that's what the Course in Miracles is. It's the second coming, but it's the mind of the Christ. He didn't need to come in a body. So we have basically the mind of Christ in our presence, in our own language, in our own time. How fortunate are we? It's here. You have free will to look into it or not. And what the message is, it's not like, well... Jesus is the only son of God, and he came to save us lowly worms who are sinners, right? And because he was so good, and he was willing to die for us, we're redeemed. You know, that's the message of the church. No, he said, no, you guys, you're, you're as holy as I am. You're just asleep. You're just sleeping. You're, you're in a sleep of forgetfulness. You forgot who you were. You've You thought your ego was real, you thought your body was who you are, your personality, but you're this other being who is much loftier than that. You are the Christ, but you just forgot you were the Christ. But I'm going to come again and wake you up to who you are as God created you, which is the Christ. So you have that within yourself. I'm not special, in other words. Now, you you discover in this work that we're doing that there are things called spiritual masters, like the Christ, like Jesus, right? He came. He was a real man. He came. Just like Babaji was real, he came. Mother Teresa came. Amaji came in a body, took an incarnation, and they're spiritual masters. Well, what's the difference between them and us? Not that they're special in the realm of the God-created universe, but that they never forgot they were God-created. They don't have any thoughts in their mind that is not totally connected to their divine source now you can't say the same about us we we've made some thoughts of pain suffering death conflict you know all that stuff that is not in the divine source mind so we've made some mistakes and we need spiritual masters to help us correct them so So they are special in the sense of, they never fell into the illusion of the ego. They didn't have an ego to undo. We have an ego to undo, because we got fooled. We got deceived. We made mistakes, then we thought the mistakes were real, and then we got deceived. And then we kept dying and reincarnating in 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 the mistake, right? So we had the mistake to correct and we need the spiritual master or the spiritual teacher to help us correct it. And so they are benevolent and they come, either in a body or with Jesus this time. He only comes with his mind. He just sends his mind down. He said, well, part of the, part of the problem is people are deceived thinking that their personalities and bodies and I'm, I know that spirit is who we are, so I'm only going to send my mind and spirit down so that people don't put me up on a pedestal again, right? Or people don't uh, crucify me and then worship the crucifixion, which is what we did. <laughs> So he sends his mind down and it's Course in Miracles and here it is. And it's in our time, in our language. And he picked Dr. Schuckman to do the work because he said uh, the problems in this age are psychological. They are of the mind. The problems that we need to solve are problems of the mind. And The Course in Miracles is a mind training. He even calls it that. It's a mind training. Because the errors that we made are errors of thought. And when you study thought, that is the mind. And when you study it closely, that is psychology. Psyche means mind, right? Ology means logic of the mind. So the Course in Miracles is the best Book on psychology you'll ever read. It shows how the mind works, how the mind deceives itself, how the mind gets into problems, how the mind gets into pain, suffering, death even. And then how to unravel those, those patterns with miracles that undo these thoughts and eventually undo pain, suffering, and death undo hell. So it's all about undoing. If you're in hell and and this wise person says, well, that's something you made up and you're supposed to be over here in joy and peace and perfect health and immortality, but you're in the hell. How do you get out of hell into this? Right? It's simple. You made up this and put yourself in hell. And now you've got a spiritual master comes and says, Wow, what do I do with all those people that put themselves in hell? You know? And it's their minds that put them in hell. So I'm going to have to give them a mind training to get their minds out of all those thoughts that made up their hell into this other place that's going to result in the heaven that's what the Course in Miracles is it's a course in changing your thoughts that produced hell and now thinking thoughts that are going to produce your heaven that's pretty good I never said it quite like that
0: (laughs) say that again
1: The Course in Miracles is a set of lessons that help you undo the thoughts that produced your hell Mm -hmm. and put you in hell, undo them first, and then give you new thoughts that are going to produce your heaven. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it's that simple. And those thoughts that undo and give you new ones, those are miracles. Miracles are just thoughts. They're corrections. Corrections of your misperception.
0: Yeah, and he says, well, hell is what the ego makes of the present. That simple.
1: Yeah. So, and and there's nothing that I know of that is clearer in doing that than The Course in Miracles. So, you know, recently, uh, actually last summer, we got this person that signed up for a session because, you know, they can find us on our website and pay for a session and sign up, right? And then we get an email saying, oh, somebody just bought a session from you. Um, So it was this lady from uh, Dubai in the Middle East. And she had done an ayahuasca ceremony with a friend of ours in Glastonbury. And uh, She was having a little bit of trouble with her relationship. So our friend in Glastonbury said, you need to contact Sondra and Marcus and have a breathing session, breathwork session. So she did. So then before you know it, and and we gave her a very good session, got to the bottom of some of her issues, and it really helped her relationship. She's married, has three children, really helped her. So then, okay, about a week later, we get another person from Dubai sign up for a session. It's pretty much similar situation. A lot of ladies that are going through issues with um, patriarchal domineering men, you know. So we got another session, then another, then another. Before you knew it, we had like a couple dozen people from Dubai. Um, having sessions with us, and then on our way to India we even decided to stop there and give some small talks and do more sessions. So then we went again and did a LRT. Um, So now we're working in the Middle East, you know, which is almost solidly Muslim, um, teaching the Course in Miracles, which is pretty amazing. Because, see, even though it's so-called Christian in tone, everybody has the same problems. Exact same problems. They all have all these family patterns we talked about yesterday. They all have the same issues with fear, guilt, and anger. They all have, you know, same things. Personal lies. Everybody's stuck in the same place. Doesn't matter what your religion is, what your culture is, what your whatever. So we went and we started working there and teaching our our things and talking about the course and um, yeah. So so it's a universal it's a universal course. This course in miracles. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's not really religious. It has a tone of religion because it's talking about Christ and that. But it's, it's a correction of the Christian uh, theology. And then, and then once you sort of see what it is and the essence of it, then when you study other religions and you see the real essence of them, the essences are very similar, right? So truth is truth. If if the religion is to lead us to truth, truth would be true everywhere in all space and time. No matter what religion was trying to lead you there, it would still be true. So basically the truth is I am love, you are love, everyone is love, the universe is love, peace is everywhere, there's no reason why we should have pain, suffering, and death, and that's the truth. And if we're really honest about quote-unquote religion, religion should lead us to that truth, no matter what the religion is, Buddhism, uh, Sufism, uh, Muslim Jewish, whatever it is, it should lead us to that truth. God is love. Reality is whole. We are one humanity. Your brother is just like you. If you attack your brother, you attack yourself. So that's one truth, it's one reality. And the Course in Miracles is here to get us in touch with it. And it even says, well, this isn't the only way you can discover the truth or awaken the truth. But if you're hearing about this right now, or if you have this book in your hand, it's probably for you. (laughs) Or it wouldn't be here, right? (coughs) So, So it's our responsibility when we travel around the world to talk about it because the people we meet are obviously in our vibe and they're coming to us for us to share this work. So that's why we share it. And it could be in the Middle East with, you know, uh, 25 Muslims in the audience that traditionally haven't even looked at The Bible or any of that, you know. So it's universal. I think getting back to the actual lessons in the course, um, it's helpful to know there are 365 lessons, right? And there's two parts, and this is called the workbook. The workbook has the lessons. There's a text, and then there's a workbook. And then there's a teacher's manual, which has questions and answers, short. So the the text is very deep. It goes into kind of the more theoretical backdrop of what Jesus is trying to communicate. But the workbook's very practical. It'll give you practical things to do, practical thoughts to think in your daily life. And it'll even tell you, i will give you instructions, think of this... Two minutes a day, think of this one minute every five every hour you know it'll give you practical uh, instructions and and that's very important so this workbook is divided into two sections there's part one and part two and part one, the lessons are designed to uh, for you to master forgiveness and for you to undo your ego they're all about undoing seeing that you have an ego seeing the destruction that (laughs) it has caused and starting to dismantle that or starting to step outside of that Right? so you're starting to step outside of this self you made up that has been so conflicted, painful suffering so part one of the workbook is for undoing. Then part two is a little different in that it's now introducing you to your true identity as God created you. So the lessons are very um, uplifting, um, inspiring uh, they they establish the Christ in you. they establish you as the Christ consciousness. I mean, yes, you still need the teacher. You still need the, the, the teacher of the Course is the Christ consciousness. You still need that. And you still have to be led by that to a certain degree. Let's not, let's not be arrogant in thinking that we've made it when we haven't made it. But you have to be attentive to the Christ in you leading you so to speak. And that's what part two in the the workbook is about. Making contact with that Christ within that leads me in my life. You've done enough undoing that now you can make contact with this true self. And the lessons are shorter. Like the lessons in part one might be one page, two page, Three page. Some, sometimes they're four pages. One lesson. Now, when you get to part two, uh, the lessons are only one half of a page. They're like two paragraphs, like a prayer and a little statement, or a statement and then a prayer. And the lessons are all ten syllables. They're in perfect iambic pentameter. They're like poetry. So that's part two. So it's beautiful when you get to Part 2.
0: And Part 2 starts at what number?
1: 221.
0: 221,
1: ah, is Part 2. So Part 1, the undoing goes from Lesson 1 to 220, then Part 2 is 221 to the end. They're very beautiful. Some of them, you, you know, you even want to memorize, they're so beautiful. so yeah that's that's part two now, Sandra and I um, last year uh, decided well we're going to have a course in miracles group um, not that we're setting ourselves up on a teacher role because the teacher is the course, but it does help to have somebody who's been doing it, more in touch with it maybe, um, had more background with it. So that's the role we play in helping people stay with it. So we have a a group. You can join it anytime. Uh, We call it the Gifts of God program. And what we do in that is because I think we told you earlier when we do our little daily five-point prayer we always do a lesson in the course and then we record it like we're recording now and that becomes a podcast. And then that podcast goes out to the group, you know, everybody in the group. We send it out every day, the link. So they get the podcast on a lesson. Some people are with the same lesson we're on. Some people are in a different place. But they, by, let's see, we, we're on lesson two... No, we're on Lesson 342 today, so in the next couple of weeks, we'll be totally finished with the whole workbook. So you can go to any of the podcasts, like if you're on Lesson 56, there's a podcast we've already made on Lesson 56, so you can go back and find that and listen to that podcast on that particular lesson. So by the end of the next couple of weeks, by the end of our European tour, we will have completed all the podcasts on every lesson in the Course in Miracles, and and that's available. I think that, um, you know, it can be kind of daunting, um, and also when you work on yourself in this kind of work we're doing, You see your progress, but then sometimes you see, wow, you know, I kind of slipped back, or I... (laughs) You know, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I forgave my mother at 10 until I had to go visit her, and then I went back to (laughs) 6, you know? (laughs) So it's kind of like those kind of things happen. And don't be discouraged. Like, you know, I... I thought I healed quite a lot with my sister. And then when my brother-in-law passed away and we went back there in January to try to support her, it was an absolute disaster, right? Um, All of our differences came up and all of her judgments about me came up. And I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't be in that space. She didn't want me in the space anyway. She she kicked us out of her house um, when I was standing up for myself. But it just it showed me that there are certain people that you can forgive, but you you don't necessarily have interactions with them. You know, it's like they're on two different. You're on two different wavelengths, and those wavelengths will never meet. You know. They'll never come together, or at least not the way they're set up right now. So, so I had to kind of look at myself and forgive myself. Um, yeah, so those things will happen. People, people go in the direction, they have free will, they go in their direction. And we have free will, and that direction may not be compatible.
0: And the the thing with forgiveness is, like you said, the old way is, oh, I'm going to forgive them because they did this horrible thing and I'm so good. But what the Course says is, true forgiveness is you don't even make what they did real. That's real forgiveness, because they're over here doing stuff that you're upset with, but that's not real so the true forgiveness is you don't say oh what they did is horrible and I'm going to be so good I forgive them no you just don't even make it real and you see that they're in the illusion that would be true forgiveness
1: yeah there's a lesson that says let us see the face of Christ instead of our mistakes for we who are your holy son are sinless so that applies to ourselves that applies to anyone else If they're making a mistake and they're angry and they're projecting that onto you, it's your job to see the Christ in them and that those mistakes are not real.
0: Does anybody have any questions on the Course in Miracles?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think I gave you a pretty good overview. So if you haven't been doing the Course... If you're not inspired by what I said, I don't know what would inspire you to do it. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's available. It's even available online. You know, I use the online version a lot because uh, I'm often referring to certain lessons, and I just go online and find the lesson there, and I can cut and paste into emails and posts and stuff. So it's online. Um, and it's in Dutch, right? It's in Dutch? Yes, it's yeah. So it's in Dutch. You can read it in your native tongue. Yeah. And those. You
0: can, you can find it in the, in the, the libraries also. Yeah. In yeah. our library in Leuven, they have two. Uh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, in those those translations were carefully done. I can I can say that uh, the the man Kenneth Wapnick who oversaw that was very close to Dr. Shukman. He was actually uh, helpful in um, organizing the material for the publication. Right. So a lot of the way the course is laid out was due to Ken Wapnick working with Dr. Shukman. So he was very close in that process. Mm-hmm. And then he was also very close in the translations uh, with people from different countries who came and studied with him, and they worked together collaboratively on the translations. And the translations took years. He might have spent, you know, years doing the Dutch translation. You know, mm-hmm. so they they would have carefully gone through every line and made sure it was correct. So. Anyhow, well okay. thank you everyone. I'm always happy to share <laughs> the course.
0: Yeah, okay, so we'll take we have one more section before we breathe, uh, so we'll take a break.
1: And you know, I, I brought my computer down here. It's gonna be on physical immortality. If we is it a big deal to set it up so we can project it? No, I Okay. Which one are you gonna we take? have this little 20-minute uh, uh, YouTube movie that Sandra did yesterday that's so clear. Yeah. I think it would be great to start this next section oh, but on but I that.
0: wanted to start with the other one. What? But this one I did, the one before, she was so good. I've oh. done two
1: now. Oh, we can play both. Yeah. We can play both. Yeah. yeah. All righty. It's all on-